What is up, everyone, and welcome to episode 474 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, punch down on that subscribe button. Hope everybody is enjoying the NBA playoffs out there. But today, we have a change of pace. Tyler Parker of The Ringer joins in to talk Wemby to the Spurs, Thunder basketball, and more. Just a fantastic conversation with Tyler. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. How are you, man? How are you doing? Dude, Andrew, I'm good, dude. I'm, you know, like trying to just keep the head above water now that we're to the conference finals. Not as much, not as many games to keep track of. So feeling like at least, you know, I appreciate the West. I'm on the West Coast. So I appreciate the 530 start times these days. They've been, yeah. they've, they've been nice. I can like, ha- you know, have a glass of something after uh, afterwards and feel okay. You know, I was actually thinking about that today because it's not as nice for me. And, you know, are you East Coast? Yeah, but they do get pretty late, you know, um, I'm sh- dude, I was on the I was I was in New York for a couple of years for school. And I that was during those like Thunder Warriors kind of like the in the in the, you know, 2016 Western Conference uh, stuff and watching those games out over there that late it was exhausting i i wasn't you know if, if i was trying to like work at the time it would have been an absolute disaster trying to just cover that stuff because i'm a zombie at a certain point i can't i can't be doing that yeah i don't think it's the greatest thing for your mental health for just basketball to be pounding into your face right before you go to <laughs> right right like ba- basketball is life for me but for it to just be pounding on the screen into your face right before you go to sleep like yeah, I think, I think it'd be better to like read reading a book or something, you know, meditating. Right. <laughs> well, after yeah, I mean, after the you know, after Jimmy's shot last night, right? You got Harlan, you know, Ric Flair and a woo, you know, like you know, you're you're raging, right? And so it, you're trying to even relax enough to uh, to fall asleep would be very difficult. So yeah, I don't. I'm I you know, you're 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 a better man than me uh, holding it down out there. <laughs> All right, so why talk about playoffs when we could talk Thunder and NBA draft, right? (laughs) So uh, let's start with it. Wemby, I mean, people are now saying that – I shouldn't even say people. They're Woj is saying executives are now saying this guy will become – or there's a good chance he'll become – I don't have his quote verbatim – the best player in the NBA in year three. And it sounds crazy until you actually watch him play because, you know, I've been watching him for a while now. But when you watch him, it's like – it's kind of hard to put together what's really going on when you're watching it, but like it does, it still doesn't look real. It, it, it the the fluidity with you know whatever it's reported now, right? Like an eight foot wingspan. At this point, you're getting into measurements that haven't like existed 
in the NBA before. And when you combine that kind of length with the, not just the ability, but like the audacity, right? Like the confidence in the, that he has in his shot making and the like clearly unafraid to experiment and figure out the outer reaches of his abilities, these off the bounce, one footed, you know, runner floater threes, right? That like, you know, you have you saw Durant shoot like in the playoffs last year, I think once. And that's one of the only times I'd ever really seen it in an NBA game. Maybe Harden, sh- I might have seen Harden shoot one like in like a one of those Drew League runs at some point. I think like but Rico like, Hines, he was working on it and then he tried. Yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. That's you're exactly right. It was Rico Hines. Yeah. He, and he, then he tried. I think he tried to do it in, in an NBA game. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, I did. It like it's the Wimby stuff. I, I, it's hard it's hard to even say what is most impressive like it the handle's pretty bonkers already for what for how for how big he is like he he's clearly got like you know escapability right like uh, isolations don't seem like they're going to be too much of an issue for him might be able to block it um the release is <laughs> plenty high yeah i it, it his some of those, some of the, some of the camera angles, when you watch some of those games in Europe, you know, they're far enough back. You, you, especially if he's out on the perimeter, you can kind of lose how gigantic he is. And that even in those moments, he still looks super fluid and super effective. Like he just, the, the movement at that size is just like, it's it's like LeBron said, right. It's like alien. Like it doesn't, makes sense it speaking of lebron like some of the off the court stuff that you're hearing around him too is like kind of like lebron-esque like they got a team of people they make sure he goes to sleep at the right time he's super into like skill development and it just feels like his whole life is revolved around basketball which is always a good thing he's clearly a worker because he's not you know it's one thing to have that fluidity it's another thing to be that skilled already you know what i mean like and it's just like He's not, that's what I always thought was weird about the Paolo where like you would hear people talking about like, oh, I don't know about the work ethic. It's like, dude, look at this guy's bag. Like this guy's obviously in the gym. Like it doesn't make, you can't, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. some, some things are the, 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 the game contradicts the, 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 the insult, right? Like it's right. like, it doesn't, um, uh, compute there, but the, 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 yeah, I've been, I'm it's it, the, the wild thing with Wimby, I guess, and I'm rambling like hell here. I apologize, Andrew. No is um just like that defensively is might be his best, you know, thing yeah. that, that 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 he pro- could also project to be the best defender in the league is just kind of nuts. Um yeah, he just seems like he's going to be able to kind of be everywhere and do everything. I don't I I I I want to, I want to not be like over the moon for him. You know what I mean? I'd like to be like a contrarian, but like, it's just nothing not to like. Right. And Wemby to the Spurs just seems to make sense with their history of drafting bigs at number one. And obviously all the international players they have had in the past. They seem prime for him. Like it, you know, they, he would fit anywhere, but like you pop him in there and, you know, 
next to Sohan and and Keldon Johnson and Vassal once he's healthy. Like, you know, that that that's that's a good team very, very quickly. And and um, you know, they've proven that they know how to go out and get guys to fit around stars and and you know, dudes that aren't afraid. Um, so yeah, it that they, they it was fascinating seeing i don't know if you saw that clip going around yesterday of whenever the rockets it was revealed that the rockets were the fourth pick and when binyama kind of gave like a fist pump like a, <laughs> i was like I, I was like oh man i'm glad i'm not a rockets fan that would just like you talk about turning the knife um yeah yeah good teams you mentioned the word good teams and is it fair to say now okc has a good team. Like, I thought they would turn the corner this year because of Chet and then the rim protection he, he would provide, but then it didn't happen. He got hurt. Right. And they, they became a good team anyway, right? It, I mean, it seems like it. Like, it's one of those things, that, like, you tr- try to remind yourself, like, okay, they still weren't 500. They weren't still weren't quite that. And, like, there's they, they, they had, like, a, you know, a, whatever it was, two, two and a half month stretch of really, really good basketball. But they start that, you know, that that start was pretty rough. Um, it to me, if you're asking me if they're going to be a good team next year, yes. I it also it's one of those things I wouldn't necessarily be surprised for them to start off a little slow, try to figure out, okay, how does Chet fit here? Um, just trying to kind of recalibrate around a big who can do all the stuff that he can do, but he also just feels like he's going to be able to fit in pretty seamlessly. He's done this before. Like when he went to Gonzaga, like he had to go in and fit in around a bunch of already established dudes. It's, you know, obviously not on the same level here, but it, he seems like the type of guy that's happy to be a connector and happy to kind of fill the, whatever gap is needed. Um, But yeah, I mean, it, it projects to like, look really nice, right? Like it, the, the, Everything they lack this year, Chet does. Yeah. He can, he's, he's, they haven't had a proper role guy there for Shea really ever. You know, he was, he was there during Steven Adams last year and Adams wasn't as bouncy as he, as he, as he used to be then. Giving Giddy a lob threat feels like it's going to just unlock a whole nother part of his vision. Kind of same thing with Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. So it, 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 um, the, the fact that they have Chet waiting in the wings and he alleviates a lot of the stuff that they were bad at, namely, you know, like finishing possessions, right. And then cleaning up stuff around the rim. Like those are things that he projects to do very well. And he can kind of do whatever you need him to on offense. If you want to screen and have him pop, he can do that. If you want to, throw it to him at the nail and have him try to attack. He can do that. And if you want him to roll, he can do that. So it, it uh, I think that defenses are going to kind of have to play him honest um, is going to, is going to open up a lot of stuff and just kind of let the thunder keep doing what they like doing, which is just like downhill, 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 attack, attack, attack. And then, you know, spray it out from there. Yeah. And also I think Chet projects to be a pretty good shooting, but I think they do even need more shooting than what they have. And- For sure. OKC has a history with the number 12 pick, right? Like, I think they got, uh, they've had a, they have a, they've had a few of them. Now, at this point, do you, like, I always love the idea of best available. 
but do you prioritize shooting when we're looking at this number 12 pick, maybe like a Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins? I could see that I, it would, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they went with Hawkins or Dick there. I mean, it, that they, I, I kind of think that they will wind up going with whatever player is available there that they think is going to be the best basketball player in five years, kind of no matter if it's somebody who's going to be a, you know, projects to be a shooter, shooter or not. I think of the dudes that project to be available around there, it does seem like, at least in the, the mocks right now, and you would know better than me, it does seem like it's like the 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 Grady Dicks of the world, the Jordan Hawkins. There's, I know, you know, so, like some Thunder fans really want uh, Hendricks to drop, you know, right there because mm-hmm. not just the shooting, but the defense, he feels very pluggable right away. Um, it... Uh, yeah, I mean, I like I like Buffkin. Um, it yeah. uh, he's he's there's something about uh, there's something about him that um, there's just kind of a smoothness there, and he seems unafraid, and they just seem to play. He just seems like a winning player. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like Leonard Miller. I know is a guy who just there's the there's the obviously like the length and the versatility and stuff kind of is is was an old sort of thunder prospect idea staple before they kind of shifted over to these sort of more skilled kind of process the game type of dudes that they've gotten more recently but he's also got the Canada connection and you know there's you know kind of shows some nice flashes for passing and stuff like that so it wouldn't Miller wouldn't surprise me there either it uh you know if if they try to move up that wouldn't surprise me they're always pretty aggressive it's they're they're kind of they're kind of hard to they're always hard to read it's always fascinating whenever you know Woj and Shams are tweeting out the the pick pick after pick after pick you know sort of minutes I'm in surpri- advance I'm surprised they, they haven't to- I'm surprised they haven't tweeted out the whole lottery already I know right <laughs> yeah but then it's like they get to the thunder and then there's always this pause or you know it's, it's like with all this stuff it's like well, well hold on well, let's see what happens here you know um but yeah I mean you talk about the history with the 12th pick they 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 trade into that to get Jalen Williams this last mm. draft they got Steven Adams with the 12th pick uh back in whatever that was, I think 2013, um, but, uh, or 2014, I can't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, it, they've, they've definitely had some, had some success there. I'll be interested to see, you know, if they're able to move up and if they are who they're targeting there, it, uh, you know, repair is a guy who like kind of has like kind of a thundery kind of pedigree, you know, this like French dude who played high school ball with Jing, who's on the Thunder now, who winds up going and playing for the same uh, team in Australia that Jing played for, the Breakers down there in New Zealand. And so it uh, he's like this, you know, 6'6", nice wingspan kind of dude who is a scrappy defender, but also can pass the ball a little bit. And it seems like that the Thunder more and more are kind of trying to to you know get these dudes who can process the game and play make a little bit and make good decisions kind of you know quickly um so it, it wouldn't surprise me there i mean what what are you what do you, what do you think they'll do i think it'll be grady dick but the only problem is is that he might get drafted before then 
But I, I think say, it feels like yeah. the Magic are kind of in a similar spot yeah. where it's like they want some shooting. So it's almost like if, if whoever they like better between like it feels like Hendricks. People think Hendricks is going to be off the board at that point, right? Yeah, it feels that way. And like it, the Magic feel a little early for Grady Dick, in my opinion, a little yeah. bit, right? You know. So I think he can. I'm, not, to I'm not a big. I'm not a big Grady Dick guy. Like I, I yeah, don't. But, I'm not like super anti him or anything like that. I need to watch more of him. He didn't. It, he didn't blow my hair back. But I get that there's like the prototype. The, the yeah. archetype is is perfect. I think for you know maybe if you don't love Grady Dick specifically, just that type of player. Um, just fits so well, I think, with SGA and Giddy, specifically. For sure, no, for sure. I mean, p- putting. I mean, you saw the success that Isaiah Joe had this year, and you and know, they got him on a great contract. Wow. Oh my God, they off yeah. the scrap heap. The Philadelphia just got rid of him. You know. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it and you know he shoots. What did he shoot? I think he was. I think he was like forty-one percent on like five attempts a game or something like that. Like he was, you know, and and flash some off the bounce stuff. It. He, as the game started to matter more, you know, the, it, the, the, the shooting percentage came down there, but it, uh, the threat of somebody like that, I mean, they're going to get so many open shots. You know what I mean? Like it, it, uh, it, it, it's like, you know what it feels like if a shooter gets in that situation, it feels like he could play at OKC and get a ridiculous amount of money somewhere else. Like, like being that Duncan Robbins situation, right? Sure. Right. Sure. Like, like maybe like just grab a crazy bag because they got to play with these guys, SGA and Josh Giddy, And it just fits so well. Dude, a thousand percent. I mean, it's the, like, you have to also think about like, you know, there's a world where they're playing lineups next year, where the worst shooter out there is Giddy and Giddy for the, for the year, didn't light it up. But for the last, I think two months of the season, he shot like, you know, 38 and a half percent from three and stuff. He started to kind of pick it up a little bit. If he's the one dude out there who can't shoot, that really, that's a pretty wide open floor that they're playing in. And, you know, it, it, Shea becomes all the more dangerous and that all those other perimeter dudes are also willing to be the screener and are also kind of able to play out of this short roll and stuff like that. Whenever they do go five out, like it's uh, they're just, they, a shooter that wouldn't get played off the floor that would get on the other end, that would get the, that would, that lineup would get really malleable really, really quickly. It'd be hard. It'd be, it'd be hard to, uh, to to kind of match up hunt there just because dub is so good defensively chet obviously projects to be really good and shea took a leap last year there too it uh yeah those those lineups could get really fun why has jalen williams season been so overlooked is it because there's two of them and people don't want to figure out who's who is it because it's in okc is it i don't know because when you watch him play like not only is there star potential there could be superstar potential no, I'm, I mean, I'm with you completely. I think, I think part of it is, you know, you're sharing the floor with Shay and it, you know, in any Thunder conversation you were going to have this year, you know, point number one was going to be, holy, have you seen Shay? Like, it, <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, it right. just like, look how good he is now. Um, and I think, you know, it took, like, it took, the, the you know first game of the year right he breaks his face and so he gets he takes an elbow and and he's and he's I forget how long he sits 
but you know, he's got to get used to that mask and stuff. I like, I think it just sort of, it, 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 um, he wasn't starting there for a little bit, right? Like, it, you know, once he started getting the minutes, there was a period, of, there, there were periods of time where Shea was out or Giddy was out. And then you kind of started to see they would, they would be sitting Shea at the beginning of these uh, fourth quarters and just kind of let Giddy and uh, Jalen run the show. And that was whenever you started to realize like, oh, this guy can like slam doors. This is a guy who you can, he can have it for long stretches. I think that it was, it was just a combination of it not being a thing that was just like, he wasn't hot on arrival. Right. And so like it was, and Shay was, and I, you know, there's, there's other people to pay attention to on the thunder. Right. There's like, you know, Giddy's still playing. Like it was, it felt like Giddy had a very underrated sophomore year too, because of, you know, Shay, and then because of Jalen, like it just felt like that kind of, I think they kind of split some of the spotlight that might usually go to a number two dude. It was just, you know, Shay was so overwhelming. And then it was kind of both of these guys are playing well, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. That's a good question. So SGA, I mean, we raved about his game last time you were on the pod, and I think yeah. both of us thought he'd be an all-star player. I'm not sure if we thought all-NBA first team. Oh, no way. Right, yeah. so what, what have you seen from his game this season that allowed him to take that kind of leap? Man, I think that he's really, really strong now, and he's not he's not you know, sort of traditionally, you know, bursty, but he has gotten so athletic when he's low to the ground and in the air and getting bumped, the, the body control, the flexibility, all the, the, his like takeoff points and his ability to be like, you know, horizontal and still, you know, on balance in weird ways. Like, I think it's, I think some of that stuff is, you know, physical development. I also just think like the handle got tighter and tighter and in the mid range, he's just kind of money and the, and that you can't, he has enough counters where like, you know, he's the best in the league right now at getting to the rim, right? He, le he leads the league in drives per game. People can't keep him out of the paint. From like, the numbers just... at, from the numbers and the eye test. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, 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 uh, it's, it's one of those things where once people started cutting him off and like, he's using his breaks to not, not just on these euros, right. But like to stop, spin back, more lifts get into somebody like it just feels like he's got a counter for everything down there man like it just there's there's something very um he's just constantly slippery and they can and it, it feels like that because he's so good with both hands you have to play him pretty honest and he's fine he's fine Euro in either way and finishing with either hand. And he can also like, 
he can Euro pass somebody, but he can also like Euro into just like, let me stop off one foot and then yeah. race right up and shoot. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it, um, I, I think that it's, I, I think that it's kind of the, I mean, he was, he, he was been good in the mid range, even going back to whenever Chris Paul was here, but there's people can't keep him out of the paint now. You know what I mean? Like you just can't, the first step is is so long and his strides are so long um, that he just makes up a lot of ground in really weird ways. And I think that he's just kind of, I don't think he plays like other people. And I don't think, yeah. I don't think that guys are, I don't think guys are guarding guys that move like that regularly. And so it's, it's uh, his movement patterns are just kind of bonkers. His dribble timing is like super weird. Like he'll like, He'll use these hang dribbles and with that. And like, there's just kind of, um, I don't know. He's real, he's, he's a dancer down there. And it, it like in, in a way that's different from other drivers, like he's not relying on like trying to go get up above the rim. Right. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's just kind of relentless in his own way. He's just like, not going to settle for, for these threes. Right. He's just going to go, 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 go. And a defense is going to have to guard that all game. And, you know, now that he's such a good, I think maybe another thing is that the free throw shooting took such a leap too. Oh yeah. Like not just in the, not just in the, in the number of attempts, which those went up, I think pretty I don't have the numbers in front of me. If I remember right, they went up pretty significantly, but also just percentage wise, like he took a big bump. I mean, he was like, whatever he was, 91, 92 this year, I think. Um, yeah, that puts yeah. the that that puts the defense in a conundrum with his unique cadence and the ability to make free throws. Absolutely, and yeah. it, and it like he got he got better at like he he got better at drawing fouls, but he also started to he started to get calls that other superstars get. He started to get some of that superstar respect, and so he's get he's just getting to the line more. And I think that that's whenever you know, the, the monster scores who can really be like a primary dude on a championship team, like that always feels kind of like the final level, like, okay, when you don't have anything else going, can you keep yourself afloat getting to the line? And it just, you know, it, he, he did that this year for sure. Best chance to win an MVP first, Wemby, Anthony Edwards or SGA? That's a good question. I like the three. I'd like the three people that you pick. I mean, I love Ant so much. I, I yeah, I've been talking like to me, he's a future MVP with the skill level. With his, I mean, he's the top one percent of one percent when it comes to athleticism and then the mindset. Like we saw when he was down in that yeah. series. Like guys, we're not losing. Like he's talking to me, we're not losing, and I love all three of those things about him. It and it's and he was he was that a year ago whenever they were in the playoffs too like he showed up then too and it, it like you know you 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 see him you know have that like switch to get to like upper echelon mode where it's like okay let me go grab this ball out of the air and then go to the other end you know um it uh boy that's hard wimby wow wow yeah. And I'm going to tell you why, because I don't know that Edwards is going to be able to like soar, soar until they can get rid of Gobert. 
even though like I get all the screen assists, I get that Gobert's gonna, you know, gobble up rebounds, get him back to him. He's fine in the pick and roll, stuff like that. But I just I don't I don't think that Edwards is gonna be able to bloom until they can like I just want to see skill all around him. Like I wish it was Nas, you know what I mean? And just like, you know, like, but um and SGA, I just I like I could see it happening for sure now, but I also think that there's going to be enough around him that like it would, I think the scoring numbers could come down and he'll still be just as good, but the scoring numbers are going to come down a little bit and maybe even the assists, some assist numbers and stuff like that. Like, I think it'll just because, you know, Giddy's still going to have the ball in his hands a fair amount. Dub's going to be, Jalen Williams, the uh, like Santa Clara Jalen Williams is going to be earning more possessions. And then they're going to give the ball to Chet some too. You know, I think he's going to eat some possessions up too. So it's like, it wouldn't surprise me if the average comes down a little bit. Um, and that makes kind of the, for him to go up in the high thirties and all this stuff where it starts getting kind of, you know, eye catching or whatever. And yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, like you say, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I would love to not, I would love to be able to be a contrarian about when Minyama, I just can't, like, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I've yet, I've yet to see something that he can't really do, you know, well, and it, uh, I like the attitude. I like the, um, the on court, disposition that is like i'm in vegas everyone's here to see me and i'm putting on a damn show um i like you know i think i think he's a great player i think if i was never born he should be the number one pick i like all that stuff like you know it uh i don't know i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a believer in him um i think if only because the ceiling is so bonkers high on both ends and both SGA and Edwards, like, are great defenders in their own right. Edwards, when he's locked in, is is amazing. And SGA, you know, was fantastic this year. Bunch of blocks, right? Like, a lot of length and and um, much much improved from from a year ago. Um, I don't know. I just it also just feels like people are going to be excited about him. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, he's, it, maybe he comes over here and if he's super cocky early and it doesn't hit right, then people turn on him or something, but something about him, it feels like a guy people are wanting to like, you know what I mean? Like he, like it, it, uh, it, there's just a freak of nature element to him that like Edwards has in the bounce department. And I think Shay has in like the, flexibility you know stuff like there's like i think he's a freak in that regard but i think that this is something else should okc make a play for dame or pascal or take the patient route i don't think they will like I, i i think that they will like presty was pretty adamant that like, we don't even know what we have yet. So we're not going to bail on this. Like we haven't even seen chat with this yet. And, you know, I think they'll give that some time before they start making any 
moves like that, should they? Like, if you ask me that, like, if I, you know, if you, I don't think I would go get Dame for what it would take to go get Dame. It, it would be interesting what the Raps asking price was for Siakam. Like, I'd be, I would be interested to know what the, what, you know, what they'd be wanting in the picks department. And as far as like, you know, young dudes coming back, I, I would not, I think ultimately I would still probably say no, just because I'm that excited about dub and, um, and Giddy. I, I, those Jalen just on both ends has, I think just bonkers upside and the shooting is really exciting and the playmaking is really exciting. Um, and yeah, Giddy's just kind of, Giddy's a weirdo and he de- like, he doesn't fit perfectly, but kind of because of that, I'm fascinated by him. Like, I think he's, he'll get hunted in the playoffs, but he's stood up. Okay. He's, he's, pretty gigantic and i think that as he gets bigger and older they might even be able to put him on some fours and be all right and maybe dub shifts up you know and whatever guards some twos dort's still around you know whatever like it uh i think so i think i would say don't do that but hmm. i also there there is a part of me that does think like teams should go for it whenever they have a shot because nothing is promised. I mean, the Thunder experienced that the last time that they had, you know, a bunch of really good young dudes. It seemed like, okay, this is going to be forever. And then it winds up like, oh no, a couple injuries later. And you've really got only got, you know, whatever you wound up having with them three and a half healthy cracks at it. Right. And so you don't, you you know, you don't want to be just crazy patient whenever you've got this all NBA dude on your team who's playing as well as Shea is but then it's like he's also crazy young and only on the first year of a you know long extension and so it it's it uh it there's there is a part of me that's like no let's go get Siakam and let's go do some damage um and then there's another part of me that's like chill out Tyler relax (laughs) like these kids are young like let's see you know they, they don't I, I, I want to see how much Chet can do like on his own. Like, you know what I mean? Like in some ISO situations, like if they give it to him at the nail or the elbow and let him work or at the top of the key, right? Like if, if he winds up actually being able to take some people off the dribble and do some stuff, then that changes a whole bunch of, you know what I mean? Like it, Siakam wouldn't be, wouldn't be redundant there, but like his kind of like attacking as a big, wouldn't feel as m- like much of an ad as it, would be i mean i think siak is fantastic but it uh yeah i'm it, it uh right now i'm content to just kind of let's see what these kids are fair enough fair enough tyler great stuff you're always welcome back on the show where can Thanks we find you me. oh anytime man it's always great talking thunder nba draft stuff a lot of fun tyler you know change your pace from the playoffs you know i mean i love the playoffs the playoffs have been phenomenal but sometimes you don't need to change your pace like sga for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Change up the cadence. So where can we find you? Um, yeah, my stuff's on the ringer. Um it's uh you can find me on Twitter. Um uh Tyler just search Tyler Parker. It's the one with Robert Duvall dancing as the profile <laughs> picture. 
Um, he's in a white suit and sunglasses. It, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be doing this. Um, I've been doing this league pass value player rankings thing for them all year. Uh, this very arbitrary list, um, that, uh, sort of, uh, talks about players based on watchability and kind of entertainment value. And we're running that through the end of the playoffs. Um, And so it's down to now with four teams left, it's down to a top 10. So got some good stuff on Jokic in there and Butler, but then also some kind of, you know, the grimy role dudes like, you know, Caleb Martin and Bruce Brown and some dudes like that. So, um, yeah, trying to do that. And then, yeah, I I got a novel coming out in June. Wow. Yeah, June 13th. It's called A Little Blood and Dancing um, coming out. And so, uh, yeah, go check that out if uh, you feel so moved. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my things. Is that your first novel? Yeah, first wow, one. Wow, congrats, man. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fir- yeah first uh, first go around. That was like what I went to school for. Um, yeah, I started it in 2015. And, yeah, fin- finally finally coming out. So I'm 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 stoked. Congratulations, Tyler. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. Great to see you. There it was. Another episode of Combo's Court is in the books. Big shouts to Tyler for joining in. Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Punch down on that subscribe button wherever you tune in to Combo's Court and share this episode with a friend. Share it on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter at Combo's Court. Same name as the podcast, C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T. Share it on your IG stories, and you can tag me on there at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Be on the lookout for episode 475-Combo. Out.